Greetings and welcome to the pod. My name is Mark West. John Shealy is the head gardener at the Warrnambool Botanical Gardens, an acclaimed ocean swimmer who, with pools closed due to COVID, has now swum 300 consecutive ocean swims and is aiming at 365. A fair achievement when you consider he's swimming without a wetsuit off the coast of Victoria through winter. It will end up being over 1,000 kilometres swum. He has swum locally and abroad and has a penchant for swimming incredibly long distances, nude and in crocheted swimmers. He's also got quite the take on beer and steak as sports nutrition. I started as always by asking John if he'd always been an ocean swimmer. Not always. Uh, I was fortunate that I grew up uh, in the Shire, so I had access to Cronulla Beach, and Dad was a, uh, a demon body surfer in his terry toweling hat, and I'm not sure how he'd describe his togs, but um, <laughs> so I, I used to follow Dad down to the beach and body bash, and I did the nippers thing at, uh, at South Cronulla. Um, and then I ended up in the pool, so which I, uh, I didn't enjoy. I think I was dragged along by my brother, really. So that was carrying by pool, and we were in squads and things like that. But um, I certainly didn't last the distance. I uh, didn't appreciate people yelling at me. Um, maybe I wasn't. Maybe I, maybe I needed to be yelled at, but uh, it wasn't the method that worked for me. So um, yeah, I probably left the pool when I was. 13 or something like that, but I'd spent a few years in the chlorine, so, but yeah, I used to go down to the beach on the weekends and stuff like that and just body bash. And then what, what brought you back to the pool, uh, not to the pool, to the ocean? It was uh, a few years later that Yeah, you well, um, no, it is pool related because when I, I um, I'm decided to uh, attempt to get fit, so I'm fortunate where I was in the Botanic Gardens in Warrnambool. But Aquazone, the local um, council-run pool, is opposite, so I could just sneak over there at lunchtime and have a dip. So I uh, I met someone there who was um, involved in the Warrnambool Masters, so they invited me along to swim and things like that. And I met another guy who invited me to the ocean. So and uh, the rest is history. I was hooked on the ocean. Still not a big pool fan, although no one seems to yell at me these days, so that's nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Uh, the weekends were occupied with ocean swimming, and that's that's not that long ago, right? That's like in the last ten years or so, is that right? Yeah, yeah, two thousand and thirteen, I reckon I entered the pool. So yeah, the last sort of yeah seven years. So I mean, seven years is not very long to go from, you know, not having swum for twenty odd years or whatever, and and then uh, to being able to swim three hundred days in a row ongoing in the ocean multiple uh multiple kilometers a day through winter that's that's a that's a rapid rate of improvement <laughs> yes i guess i'm uh what does my wife say dogged determination <laughs> um but yeah i'm sure there's other people who have other connotations about that but um yeah no it's uh, i've enjoyed it um yeah and i treat most things as a bit of a challenge so and i do like to improve on things so yeah, that's um, that's been it. And 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 this this current challenge of 
So you swam through lockdown. Melbourne's not the warmest place in the world, especially in winter, but you swam through lockdown through winter and you're at 300 consecutive days in the ocean off Warrnambool. Uh, how many kilometres do you think you've logged and, and when's it going to stop? Yeah, I can I can tell you exactly. Um, this is how my mind little my mind works. Um, so for the three hundred swim, I clocked up nine hundred and three kilometres. Um, so I got my average of I sort of when I started I sort of set myself a minimum target. So to qualify as a swim, it had to be uh, two kilometres or more. Mm-hmm. So anything below two k's, I thought that was teabagging, so that didn't count. Sorry for the teabaggers. Yeah, so it was um, through winter, so no wetsuits. So we get down. We had a mild winter this year, which I was very thankful for. So our lowest ocean temp was probably 12 degrees. It's not warm. So which is a lot warmer than sort of Melbourne. Melbourne would get to eight, I reckon, sort of the bays in Melbourne. Yep. Um, Brighton and things like that. I reckon they get down to about eight. So I'm pretty happy with my, my 12. But, yeah, it just takes forever to warm up afterwards so and I was my longest swim during the week probably would have been about a 2k or two and a half then I'd try and make up the distance on the weekend so it just took too long to warm up yeah especially if you've got to juggle work and all the rest of it trying to trying to fit everything in during the day unfortunately that w word yeah it gets in the way (laughs) (laughs) and so how did you get in the water like Melbourne's not famous for its beautiful weather. I imagine there would have been a few stormy days. There would have been a lot of drizzly days. So what are the conditions like down there in Warrnambool? Could, was it really difficult to swim 2Ks uh, on some of those days? Yeah, sometimes it is. Like we're, we're a bit exposed. Um, we do, we're fortunate we have a breakwater which provides a bit of um, protection. So there are options during the day, depending on well, weather dependent, where you go. But sometimes it's safe to say I was the only one out there for that day. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was a. Some days were harder than others, and just mentally, getting up. And the thing I enjoyed, or on reflection, I guess I enjoyed, um, is that I was doing it by myself primarily. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot harder. I, I know when you you meeting someone down there, you feel this obligation to to be there and do it. But I felt with the solo sort of stuff that I was doing, um, yeah, it was a lot harder to. To actually exit the exit the vehicle and uh, and make it make your way down to the water at some stages. Oh, I can I can imagine. So, how many people have you had along this this journey with you? Do you have uh, people that you swim with often? Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, a bloke from work, Luke. So I've I've swum with him. This was his first winter um, swimming without a wetsuit. So he was just in the togs. So kudos to Luke. Um, and he was a classic. I said, oh, you know, how did you find it? And things like that. And he goes, uh, only did it because you could do it. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that was pretty good. Um, and then Saturday and Sunday, there's a few people floating around. I sort of tended to, I tend to do my own thing. So, um, but then you, you can meet people out there. So there's, you know, the eight o'clock group, there's a nine o'clock group, there's a 10 o'clock group on the weekends. So depending how far I'm swimming, I'll bump into those people um, and say good day and continue swimming. And this is not your first. So th- you've swum all over the world. You've swum in Lake Zurich, uh, Lake Geneva, Rottnest. What's your favourite swim or what's your longest swim and what's your favourite swim? Ah, okay. Well, my longest swim is 25K, so that was Port to Pub. 
So that started at Leighton Beach and then over to Rocknest. So that was um, that was in 2019, I think, or 2018. I forget. Anyway, um, yeah. So that was that was a great swim. It was um, conditions weren't ideal. Hit some jellyfish at about between the one k and the five k mark. So that was uh, that was a good start to the swim. Um, and then yeah, yeah, just Rocknest never seemed to get any closer. But um, that, that was a good swim. And my favourite place, probably, I got to swim in, in Samoa, um, and that was beautiful. So we travelled around a bit, and there was quite a few people from Warrnambool that, that went on this swim series to Samoa. So um, having good company and also nice water and scenery was was lovely. Oh, that would have been beautiful. Sorry, I haven't done Lake Zurich yet. That got cancelled. So with COVID and everything, I was booked in to do it. It's been transferred to this year, but obviously travel looks a bit ordinary, so it might be 2022 for Lake Zurich. But um, I did do Lake Geneva, so that was quite a nice swim. That was just um, from Lausanne to Evian. I think it was about 13 k's, and that was yeah, that was a beautiful swim. And what, what do you think about when you're out there? So because you're spending many hours out in the ocean, what what do you think about? This is the great thing about my life, Mark. I'm not a deep thinker, so. <laughs> I tend not to get distracted by things. Um, yeah, it's, um, during the week it's quite good actually because obviously work, if I've got issues at work, I tend to resolve them in the water um, and no one argues with you in the water, so that's, that's <laughs> even better. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I guess I process things, I work things during the week and the weekend I just chill out, I think, so that's um, it's pretty good. So I've certainly haven't solved the world. You haven't solved the world's problems yet. <laughs> and and how do you? No, f- not, not yet. How do you fuel this? Because that's that you're burning a lot of calories every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm on this, <laughs> I'm on this weirdo meat sort of thing. So I predominantly ingest just steak um, and coffee. Um, <laughs> so I'm not big on veggies or fruit or anything like that. So. That's when the uh, this is when the nutritionists switch off. Sorry, mate. Um, but yeah, so I've been on that for about two and a half years, I reckon. So just a high protein uh, consumption during my longer swims. I'll I'll have gels and and different things. But my treat is I normally, if I'm gearing up for a longer swim, I'll have a halfway point or a celebration point, and uh, and the Turkish delight comes out. So I'll consume the <laughs> Turkish delight. So that's. That's my treat for the swim. That's the great, great thing about endurance sport. You can eat like whatever you want, almost. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess you, a plus side of it. I guess you have enough fruit and veggies so you don't get scurvy. Well, no, I, I yeah, I, that's a common question actually about scurvy. But um, yeah, I, I could tell you I don't consume fruit um, and veggies very rarely unless I'm out and I feel socially obligated to finish what's on my plate. <laughs> but at home, it's a steak and a steak only. Okay. I've, I've, heard, I've heard of this. Well, high protein and you're burning it all, so, uh, and, you, and you're strong, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing that I, I love that you've done is the 100, uh, 100 metres. So, so 10K in the yeah. pool for various charities and, and that sort of thing. That's pretty cool. Have you got any of them coming up this year? Yeah, I'm hoping we uh, will put another one on in um, in March, I think. So that'll be another local event. So it's fantastic too, the hundred big hundreds, because 
a lot of people start out and think, oh, you know, we'll just do the, we'll do 50 or aim for 75 and hopefully you drag them along to do the 100. And the look on people's faces when they think they've swam 10Ks, it's amazing to, yeah, to take them along for that journey and, and yeah, just the, the boost in their confidence and things like that. It's amazing that, um, and it's, a, you know, it's a safe situation to do it in too in the pool. So, you can extract yourself if you need to. Otherwise, you just push through the pain and keep going. But it's so safe that you uh, you traditionally do the last hundred nude. I'm told. Yeah, yeah. I was just I was just talking to someone the other day. My uh, my band from Fitzroy Pools got lifted. I think so. I'm <laughs> I'm invited back to the <laughs> no. <laughs> so I did it at Fitzroy Pool, um, and I've done it a couple of times in Warrnambool. And I do I do love a nude swim. So ocean swimming particularly. Um, celebrate change of seasons, special occasions, birthdays, pretty much, you know. Anything. It's, just... it's probably a, yeah, pretty much anything. So, and I'm very fortunate where I swim in Warrnambool that people are very kind to me that I normally tie my togs onto one of the boys and no one's stolen my no, togs no. yet. <laughs> you know, there's, there's... I do have a... I do have a backup plan because we do have a lot of seaweed in Warrnambool. So that is my backup plan, just to grab the seaweed. <laughs> well, and then you've got your uh, crocheted swimmers as well, which are amazing. Oh, yeah, they come out on uh, on the very special occasion. So I was thinking about them today for some reason. And I'll, I was doing the swim at Point Lonsdale in, in Melbourne. And unfortunately, you had to catch a bus from the finish line to the start line. It was current assisted. Anyway, and I had the crocheted dogs on and uh, the looks that I got when I walked onto the bus and then walked to the to the start line from the bus um, was very yeah, hysterical. So people were just uh, taking this double check and double take and then, but the ultimate thing was that most people in Melbourne wear a wetsuit for racing and things like that. So I had the crocheted dogs on, as you do. <laughs> But I managed to pin back a few people in, in wetsuits during the race. I think it was about a 3K race. Um, and so I managed to pin back a few and I took a few, which is a rarity. Um, but I made sure I swam really close to them so their uh, self-esteem would be shattered. So they'd know it. If they were passed by a, uh, a bloke wearing crocheted dogs. <laughs> well, it's got to be worth, you know, a minute, a kilometre or something, right? It's got to be... It's... Well, yeah. Let's say there's no sprinting up to the finish line once you get out of the water. You've actually got to hitch them up and sort of oh. ask for assistance at that heavy. Yeah, the chafing's probably but, not um, great. My, <laughs> well, no. To, to the credit, my nephew made them for me. He made me three pair. And uh, they're good as gold. So he uh, he did a stellar job. And and so what's what's next in your in your list? You've got like this this list of uh, achievements of yours. Are, are you planning on swimming any more big events, or are there more challenges in your in your life, like another three hundred days of, of swimming off Warnable, that sort of thing? <laughs> I'll aim for the three sixty five, um, and the whole reassess from there. My wife's convinced that it'll never finish. Um, whether she's hoping that or not, I'm not sure, but. Um, <laughs> Definitely Lake Zurich, I'd love to do that. So that's been on the radar um, for a while now. So hopefully we can make that happen next year. Uh, and that's a 26K swim, so that'd be nice. Um, and I I'm, I'm really, I probably want to swim in more sort of beautiful locations like Tonga and 
uh, Vanuatu and things like that. So I did the ocean swims in Fiji, which was really nice. And I was lucky enough when I was overseas a couple of years ago to swim in Montenegro um, with a swim trek thing. So that was um, that was fantastic too. That so beautiful. I have been fairly fortunate where I've been able to have a dip. Lake Zurich is freshwater? Uh, yeah. So that would yeah. be quite a different sort of experience after a while. Do, do you find much of a difference? Yeah, it's, it's hard work. Yeah, so Lake Geneva is fresh as well. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> being a bloke who has no buoyancy and uh, <laughs> really loves the salt water. Um, yeah, freshwater is hard work. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's always a challenge. So it would be nice um, be good training for that. So we've got a river down here, Hopkins River, which I'll train in. Um, once things get um, back to normal, if normal. Are you tempted by the English Channel as well? No, probably not. Because of the, probably the cost and the uncertainty of, you know, booking your position and you've got a, a window of such and such. And um, really, apart from, from Chloe McArdle, anyone I talk to doesn't really rave about the English Channel. They're either exhausted or <laughs> give up swimming or... Yeah, they don't don't really rave about it. So I'd prefer to swim in a tropical location, I think. So, and plus, the channel training would be extreme, I imagine. It would be extreme. So, how do you plan to train for Zurich? Is are you uh, turning up your training a little bit, or do you think you already do enough with the thirty odd k a week at the moment? Yeah, I've probably got a good. I've probably got a good base. Um, so it'll just be be fine tuning, I think, in terms of. Um, yeah, for, for next year. So I'll just continue this year and, and see what happens. And, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to do a few longer things. And, um, yeah, it's nice. I do enjoy, yeah, probably the training. I enjoy more than the actual event. Well, certainly the finishing the event, you, you tend to feel a bit let down, but the training and the people you train with. So, again, I'm very fortunate in Warrnambool. People are very hospitable and will often hop in the water with you, or either swimming or paddling or things like that. So for most of my big events, um, I've had a lot of support from, from Warrnambool swimmers and it's been great. And that's probably gives me that added sort of emphasis too, that, you know, that guilt factor of I must finish, I must finish this swim because these people have put so much time into it. So, and yeah, I, I, I do enjoy it. And, and probably the training is, is the highlight in life. Do you, uh, in Zurich, do you have to take an entourage? Like, uh, you know, do you need a boat pilot or a paddler, or is it because yeah, it's a lake yeah. you can just do it by yourself? No, it's um, you need a boat and you need a paddler. So I'm very fortunate with with that swim trek I did in Montenegro. Uh, Ursula, who uh, I met and his friends of someone else that went, um, she actually lives in Switzerland, and so Ursula's organised the boat. She'll paddle for me and, and accommodation. So. Um, yeah, it's perfect. Oh, that's fantastic. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And I found that with with that swimming community too. Everyone seems to know other people and and things like that. So it's a real opportunity to network and and you know without bludging off people, but get some contacts and things like that. So it's um makes things more achievable. And that'll take what so twenty six k. That'll take I don't know six seven hours or something like that. What? How are you uh, fuel yourself more than At just least. Turkish delight? <laughs> yeah, I'll probably be um, be back on the gels. Um, although I would like to e- explore sort of, I know most of the gels are carbs sort of stuff, so 
body might go in a meltdown if I had too many cards. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably experiment a bit on, on what's available and, and what's around. So the liquid stuff's covered, so that that's fine. I've been using that um, tailwind, um, which has been good, um, and just water as well. Um, but definitely the uh, the Turkish delight will get a Guernsey. No doubt about it. Oh, you'll be in Europe. You'll be able to find some amazing Turkish delight, I imagine. You might not appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know, no, three hours in with a bit of a salty tinge to it. But, oh, no, it's fresh water, isn't it? So at least yeah. I'll chill have that. Yeah, fresh water. Because when I did um, Lake Geneva, it was quite good because that was a, a non-supported event, although there were supposedly boats positioned um, throughout Lake Geneva that you could stop at and get a drink. Out of six, I think I found one. Um, oh, right. I think they forgot to anchor. But um, anyway, um, and so I just ended up drinking the water as I swam, so it was quite good. And back in back in Melbourne, um, so Warnable competes in the the Masters swimming circuit. Do you do much of that? No, I think I've competed um, once in the Masters. We're probably an older sort of group and probably content with just swimming in Warnable. Really, yeah. uh, I think they used to compete quite a lot Warnable, but um, yeah, I think clubs go through phases where people are competitive, people are non-competitive. So. Um, I just tend to go around for the ride. But, um, yeah, there's local swim events, ocean swim events that a lot of masters do, so that's quite good. I guess last year lots of them would have been cancelled. I know they've been uh, over up here in Sydney. There are a few cancelled, but they're starting to come back. Are they starting to come back down in Melbourne? Uh, there was, yeah, there was a few virtual events. Like I know the Peter, um, Peter Pub is virtual. But the local series here, the Shipwreck Coast Series, so that's Port Ferry, Warrnambool and Port Campbell. More uh, Port Ferry and Warrnambool have been run and, and they were live events, so they were participants. Um, and Port Campbell's going to be the same. So I think there was one recently too on the weekend at Mount Martha. That might have been a 5K in Melbourne. That was that was participants. So, yeah, they're starting to, starting to come back. Do you get into that sort of circuit? I, I have swum it before, but I um I didn't swim it this year, so I chose to. I was I think I was in deficit in my kilometres, so I needed to uh, to do a few more k's in the bay than 1.2. So I opted out and just floated around in the bay for a bit. Well, I saw your name against some of the the Sydney ones. Um, are they from your Sydney time, or that would have been? Um, you must have come back up for them, like like the, there was the Vlad swim yeah, and so Cole and things. Yeah. When my parents were alive, I, uh, I used to visit mum and dad and say, hi, bye, I'm off for a swing. Um, but, yeah, so I did the Coogee Island one. Uh, did Stanwell Park, which was very underrated in terms of um, um, epic swims, I reckon, just that shore break. I think it's Coldale. Do you start at Coldale? Have you done that one, Mark? No, I haven't. I'd really, that's Pops. on my list, though. I really want to. Oh, it's an epic shore break. Like... If you get it wrong, it just goes pear-shaped. <laughs> it's <Right>. a classic <laughs> to watch. And then 
then you swim around and obviously back into Stanwell, and Stanwell's not the most sedate beach going around. And so you can end up just getting dumped onto the sand and just rolling graciously towards the finish line. Um, and then I'd, I've done the, the Shark Island, so I, I swim, when I'm in Sydney, I swim with the Shark Island people, SIPs, so the Shark Island Psycho Swim. So they head off at about 6.30 and do laps around um, Shark Island. So that's always a good swim to do. And I've done a few other in, other ones in Sydney too. So, yeah, it was normally when I was visiting mum and dad catching up and um, using that as an excuse so I can go for a swim. Oh, I've got to get down to those southern swims, you know, because uh, we're in Canterbury, which is not close to any beaches, but eastern suburbs is a bit easier. I've never I've never actually done Shark Island one. It's a great swim. The, um, not that you're looking at the marine life, but um, even to get down there for, um, for a casual swim, the, the amount of... Um, yeah, fish you can see and just, yeah, it's a, it's a great swim. It's, it's a beautiful spot too. What's next then? Do you reckon? What you've talked about, sort of the overseas thing. You go to go to Zurich, and you've got going to get out to three hundred and sixty-five days. What what's on the bucket list in in the future? Oh, so I used to do a bit of trail running with a with a mate of mine in Warrnambool. So I'm thinking, I really enjoyed that, but didn't put the time in, I guess. And I just find running difficult. <laughs> so. Maybe I need to do a bit more running. I did a park run recently, so that was <laughs> that was a bit epic for me. So five k's. Um, you still did pretty quickly. Starting though. point. A lot of it was downhill. There you go. Um, <laughs> tailwind. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm not sure. I'll, I think definitely keep swimming. Um, maybe just try for for some longer swims in the bay where we are here. So um, like this or last year, I think. I might have done one 10k, that was it. So um, maybe this year I'll try and do a 15k just in the bay or something like that and um, just play away, see what I can drag along with me. It's, uh, it's, I mean, a few people can do it, but it's, uh, you know, trail running or long distance running and long distance swimming are completely different body types. You know, you're pretty strong, upper yeah. body and all the rest of it. And to be a, to be a long distance runner, you, you kind of don't want to have any weight on you. So it's, it's a kind of, that's a hard, yeah. a hard balance. Yeah, yeah. So I should clarify. Probably my long distance is twenty-one k. So uh, not really long in terms of some oh, of those long ultra, <laughs> ultra trail runners. But uh, I'd be happy with twenty-one. So there's a great event locally up in Dunkeld called Peaks and Trails. Um, yeah, and it's a beautiful run through the through the Grampians. Really, um, it's a it's a good run. I've done that one before a few years ago. Um, I just really like that interaction with with nature I think with the trail running and how it's it's unpredictable in terms of what you're what you're stepping on and what you've got to look at and yeah next minute you're looking at five k's up and the next station's two k's away and things like that so it's um yeah it's it's a good socially a social sport and probably swimming I find swimming socially um inclusive but obviously outside of swimming so when you stop for a coffee and 
and things like that. I find that really good. But also enjoy the solitude of swimming just by yourself and and turning over those Ks and, and thinking, oh, yeah, there goes an hour and a half. So, um, yeah, I do enjoy that aspect. You won't get tempted by triathlon then if you get into the running, then, you know, the next step. No, no, I don't know how they do it, really. Hats off to them all that do it. I don't know how they do the training on the bike and then how they actually, actually transition between swimming and running and biking. <laughs> I just, yeah, I it's a totally foreign thing to me. But the amount of hours they must put in would be phenomenal. Oh, it's, yeah, there's, there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah, yeah, too right. So I'd much prefer them in the ocean than, yeah, pounding the pavement or getting knocked over by a car on a bike. But I guess I've got to ask you, how much hair do you have right now? Because I was just doing a little bit of Googling of you and, and we can find photos of you with all different states of, <laughs> of hair soupness. Well, when my hair was at its um, fullest, if you could say that, um, so my, my daughter, who was about to get married, actually, um, bet me twenty dollars that I wouldn't I wouldn't last a year without a haircut. So that was red rag to bull, so bring it on. Uh so obviously I got the twenty dollars and I've framed it and every time Ruth comes I say, Ruth, can you clean that glass just to rub it in again that she lost the bet. Um so uh that's the advantage of having kids, I reckon. You can just get so much joy out of them, out of the torture of kids. Um but yeah, no facial hair, so I've got to clean my act up. So Ruth gets married in two weeks in the garden, so a lot of pressure on me and the team to get things up. And then Tim, my son, gets married 6th of March, so um, it's all happening. Is he in the Botanic Gardens as well? No, Tim's opted for Melbourne, so he went uh, He went the soft option. <laughs> Are they the rivals, the Melbourne Botanic Gardens? Yeah, no, I think he's he's chosen a a, a church and a an Indian rural venue, so uh, very much a soft option. But Alex, his uh, fiance, is from Melbourne, so I think that was the uh, that was the driving force. <laughs> but it sounds like with your with your job with the gardens and the swimming in the ocean, all the rest of it, you really do like just being immersed in the natural world. Yeah, I've been fortunate. Um, well, I've just ticked over. I've just commenced my fifteenth year at the gardens, which is um, which is staggering for me because I used to chop and change jobs probably every three years, three and a half years, um, just for the experience and and different things. And I love meeting new people. Uh, when we moved to Warrnambool, so we're in the Hunter Valley, so we moved from the Hunter Valley to Warrnambool. And my my wife Jenny made me sign a contract to say that we'd be here for ten years. She was sick of moving. Um, and so I've exceeded that contract, so I'm hoping for a couple of bonus points or something like that. So we'll, um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I do I do love the outdoors, and I love my job that I'm still I'm still on the tools as well. So it's um yeah, it's quite. So I'm still interacting with people um, and the environment, which is really nice. So that's that's great. A perfect job that lets you go swimming at lunchtime too. Yeah. So. Uh, Definitely, and um, my team encourages it because they know how crabby I am if I don't get my lunch swimming. So they somehow make it happen every day for me. <laughs> That's perfect. So it's a win-win. <laughs> That's great. That's a, you're so used to it now that you just can't exist without it. So it basically has to be part of your contract. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's, um, <laughs> definitely mental mental health benefits for everyone. Everyone's a winner. <laughs> <laughs>
swimming opens up different things and so even like those overseas trips I was talking about I'm still in contact with someone that I met in in Lake Geneva and obviously the Montenegro swim and things like that so um, and Rottnest was was good because I did that with friends uh, I had a friend paddle for me the, the first Rottnest so that's the 9.7 k's and a friend paddled for me on the 25 so just that commitment they make to you to, to take holidays to, to get over to Perth to do it and my son was on the boat for the 25 k's and that was really nice to have him there and and yeah i, I not it's wrong all sounds terrible but just to to see what it takes to swim 25 k's and what you've got to do i thought that'd be a good experience for tim to have oh that's amazing 25 k's is such a long distance in my mind okay <laughs> maybe it's a bit <laughs> passe for you but that's such a long distance to swim it's amazing especially in the open ocean yeah, it um, yeah it took took longer than I expected because I did. Oh, mind you, it's it's conditions related, so it's it's very hard to compare. But I think my nineteen point seven, I did that in six hours and ten minutes, and the twenty five k that would have been eight hours and eight hour thirty or something like that. So it sort of blew out that back end, um, which was a bit disappointing. But again, it, it's yeah, you can't compare pears and apples, I guess. No, but and you got there. I don't imagine. I mean, maybe everybody's a bit competitive to, to a certain degree, but I imagine the accomplishment yeah, yeah. is the is the main thing as opposed to the time. Yeah, no, it was yeah definitely finishing and, and being able to celebrate with the crew. So it was we sunk a uh, a few frothies, so that was very good. So um, I wasn't too exhausted; I couldn't hold a beer glass, so that was important. <laughs> um, and then then the next day we we'd organised for a onesie day, so everyone had a onesie. <laughs> so we went out, uh, we were staying at South Fremantle, so everyone donned the onesie and we were, went around the different cafes and went to a pub for lunch wearing our onesies, so it was, it was a good event. <laughs> well, this is, this yeah. is it. This is the swims allow you to do that sort of thing because <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I mean, the food will be good in, in, in Switzerland. Do you eat cheese? Is that part of the diet? Because that, you know, you can have some fondue after the Zurich swim. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, um, yeah, I reckon it's um, it's about celebrating sort of achievements. I reckon we move on too quickly with, with certain things. So I reckon I'm yeah I'm I'm all for yeah, celebrating uh, celebrating things and dragging people along. I think that have been involved along the way too. I reckon they're just as important as the person finishing the finishing the race or crossing the finish line as those that have helped you along the way. And, yeah, to, to make them feel included, it's important to me, that's for sure. How do you plan on celebrating um, 365 days of, of, uh, of well, Melbourne, uh, Warrnambool swimming? So normally, so with my milestone swim, so 100, 200, 300, it's been a steak and a beer for breakfast. And then I waddle down to the ocean and hopefully punch out three k's. And then we go back to uh, the Fishtails Cafe, which has been a great sponsor of mine. 
um, for lunch. And so uh, consume a bit, few more steaks and a couple more beers and uh, get those people around that have uh, helped me. A beer for breakfast doesn't sound um, like something necessarily recommended by the AIS. Uh, but um, <laughs> I guess it's carby. I think there's quite a, quite a lot in my life not recommended by the AIS. I think. <laughs> um, but it started as a so I just had a corona for COVID, and uh, <laughs> so that's, that's that's been my drink of choice. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's quite good. There's a so these quirky things get me through. Well, there's a there's a run you can there's a run which is they call it the beer mile, which is essentially four laps of a, an oval and you, you're supposed to scull a beer every 400 metres and then you go off and do it again, scull a beer every 400 metres. You could start uh, the swimming version, but I, I don't know, swimming and alcohol is probably not something we particularly want to encourage. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably something that Laurie Lawrence won't, won't uh, advertise on TV for us. Yeah. Um, but I, I do manage some of those swims too for the 300s, 300 swim. One of the lads here that I work with, um, Jason, he took his paddle board out there and uh, he had a couple of beers for me. So we had a beer together at one of the boys. So that was quite good. My wife, Jeannie, she's paddled for me before. Uh, I reckon it was the 250th. Anyway, I had a beer at every boy. So there's four boys um, <laughs> to celebrate the 250th. So, again, this is uh, not condoned, um, but it, it was very good. Well, you know a little bit about the bay and a little bit about swimming and are very conditioned for it. It's a little bit different you doing it than me doing it, for instance. So <laughs> you know what you're doing. Well, I hope so. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's, um, I always find a reason to celebrate. Thank you very much to John Sheely for taking so much time to have a chat to me this afternoon about ocean swimming, swimming off the coast for 365 days of the year, and the many other topics we covered. If you'd like any more information from this episode, perhaps you'd like to follow John on Strava or Twitter, then get over to the website at www.thepodpodcast.net. That's www.thepodpodcast.net. Thanks again. I'll catch you next time on The Pod. You like following you on Twitter and seeing your uh, Strava events. It's nice to actually talk with you, and um, hopefully, when we can travel again, and I'm in Sydney, I'll um, tee up with you. Hopefully, I'll get you to Cronulla and um, give you a tour, tour of uh, Shark Island. That'd be great. I'd love to do that. And uh, yeah, I guess again, anybody anybody listening can uh, can look you up on Strava as well, so you can see the the massive reach of this podcast <laughs> by how many people follow you on Strava. <laughs> so expect. <laughs> Don't expect much of a flood. 